0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show today. It is a beautiful day here in Vero Beach, in spite of the fact that we have some red tide going on, which uh, means I can't really go to the beach, but there's so much else to do here. I'm really loving it, and I'm loving being here with you again this week. It's my favorite part of the week, and I'm so grateful for everybody that's been reaching out locally, on Facebook, Twitter, and letting me know what you think. I love, love, love hearing from you. It means the world to me. So please uh, get to me on Facebook. You can get to me on um, I am Laura Stewart or the Laura Stewart or the It's All About the Questions page on Facebook. To me, there's nothing better than hearing from you and finding out what what from what my guests have said have made a difference for you and what more you'd like to hear. And I've got an amazing guest here with me today and it's really kind of interesting the way the universe puts stuff together because Elizabeth and I have been trying to get this show together for my, and a friend swung by my house this morning and she looked horrible, so sad. And I asked her what was going on and she said a good friend of hers had died yesterday and she had they believe she died from a heart attack. She's had some heart if- that. She died from a heart attack suddenly yesterday. And my guest today is Elizabeth Scoville. And you know, there really are no accidents in life. And I met Elizabeth through a dear friend, Bobby Govanis, who has been on this show before. And Elizabeth, she's a speaker, a teacher, an entrepreneur, and a heart disease survivor. But what I love about Elizabeth is she believes that every woman was born with a purpose and is destined for greatness. In spite of her heart disease that she's a survivor of and she even has a service dog that is constantly with her because of her issue that she has. She has created a worldwide movement to educate women about heart disease, to lift people up. And she created a business around it too and a nonprofit. And Elizabeth's going to talk to us today about how she built a business and really brought her mind to be so strong that she lifts people up, including herself, every single day. So, Elizabeth Scoville, please, welcome to the show today.
1: Hey, Laura, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be speaking with you. It's Sorry such a, about your friend.
0: Yeah, I, I just can't believe my friend's friend just, she just died so quickly from a heart condition. Everybody, my... Listeners all know my mom passed away last year from a massive stroke. She had congestive heart failure, AFib. She had to have three heart valves replaced. My brother was born with a congenital heart defect. So um, I'm intimately familiar with issues of the heart, not only physically but emotionally. And you've been living this for a really long time and managed to lift others up. In spite of all that you've gone through, can you share please share your story a bit with my listeners? Well, it started about seven years ago. I
1: was 46 years old at the time, and I was at a point in my life where I had four sons and they were all gone off to college. My last one was about to graduate high school, and I became very, very ill. We had gone on a trip and... A cruise and hit some third world countries and came back and kids got sick and then they got better but then I got sick and long story short on that it ended up being the whooping cop and didn't realize that that was prevalent but hitting third world countries uh, I needed a booster so about two weeks of re- trying to recover from that I started to feel some chest pains and a little bit of flicking around of my heart like it was skipping and it just It just didn't feel right, so I knew I needed to be proactive because my father had heart disease. He had a stent and blockages, and so I wanted to take it serious, and this started this journey that I went down that had just changed my life because I went to the cardiologist. Uh, She was familiar with women with heart disease, and they heard a little bit of skipping, and they said, but it was nothing to worry about and that you'll be fine. And so as time went on, though, as I was trying to recover, it, it just kept getting worse. And they kept telling me, that, oh, don't worry about it. It's probably a little stress. And so I'm like, no, it's, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm getting chest pain, and it's skipping, and at points it felt like my heart was even stopping for a second. And so every time they told me, the cardiologist says, "Oh, rush to the hospital, go to the ER." And so I would, and they would say to me that, "Oh, you know, we'll keep you overnight, we'll observe you," and it ended up being they, they kept checking for plumbing issues, and that which means whether you have a blockages in your arteries, which causes these heart attacks, and. Uh, they did heart catheterizations. They did the EKGs. They did uh, you know several tests, and it kept coming back negative. So they would only reduce it down that I was stressed or I was you know maybe working too hard or you know it was anxiety. And I said no. I said this now has been several months, and I'm I'm housebound at this point, and because every time I try to get out live my life I said I end up back here at the hospital and so this went on Laura, for 11 months that they just kept telling me nothing was wrong everything they tested me for showed no sign of heart attack no blockages nothing they said you're you're fine you know go home live a warm, normal life wow. and I said I said there's I said I know there's something wrong I can feel it in my heart and so they wanted to start testing me for gastro problems and lung problems. And I said, that's fine. You know, fifty's coming close. So, you know, let's go ahead and do these tests. But they, I said, but there's nothing going to be wrong with them. I will assure you that. And they said, well, let's do it anyway. So I did the testing and sure enough, it was clear and they they said that, well, all right, well, let's do a heart catheterization, you know, it's final time, and they said, and the doctor was a one of the partners to my main cardiologist, and when I walked in after 11 months of this, he looked at me, and he says, what more tests do you want to keep asking for? You keep coming in here, you keep asking for these tests, there's nothing wrong with you, we keep telling you that.
0: Oh, good Lord.
1: And, and I hadn't eaten hadn't anything to drink because you have to get ready for this procedure. So you're weak, you're tired, and you, you just felt like you're so unheard. As a woman, I felt like, you know, I know there's something. It's not stress. It's not anxiety. There's something. And so they finally convinced me that it was all in my head. I said, there has, there's nothing. They can't find anything. So it must be me. So I decided to go to the workout facility where I always, before this, I used to work out. I was in excellent shape. I worked out did spin bike four or five days a week. My blood pressure at the time was 100 over 60, which is very low, very good. Uh, cholesterol was excellent. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go work out. And so I went, got on that spin bike, started pedaling that bike. And within a minute as my heart rate started to go up with the exertion of doing this bike I collapsed on the ground and thank God there was firemen work, working out nearby and they came to the rescue and, and I credit them for saving my life because I was in and out of consciousness and I heard them say there's something wrong with her heart and she has a blood sugar of 30 Oh and my so god they said, we have They have to rush her to the hospital. So they got me in the ambulance. I remember waking up and I heard the guy looking at me and saying on his phone, he says, if we can't keep her stable, we can't keep her conscious. We're going to have to. And I went back out again. I never heard what he said. Well, one time I get to the hospital, uh, I now am stable, I'm conscious. And they said, we'll keep you overnight. And there's a test that we take that tests the enzyme level of your blood, and that determines whether you've had a heart attack.
0: But you've had that before, right?
1: Well, uh, yes. If you go in and you think you have chest pains, they test you for that. They do an EKG, and they do the blood work. Everything was negative. So at 4 o'clock in the morning, a cardiologist, one I'd never seen, came in and said, Elizabeth, I, I looked at your folder here, and you've been in here numerous times this year, and you did not have a heart attack. There was nothing wrong with you. You need to go home. You're just stressing.
0: Unbelievable. And I,
1: I, I just, I could not believe it. I'm like, I swear, I heard those firemen say there was something with my heart. There was something there. You have to believe me. And I said, the only stress I'm having in my life right now is you all not listening to me because I know there's something. And so I went home and my neighbor came over to visit, you know, as a friend and said, how are you? And I said, I'm awful. I said, I don't know where my life, I'm housebound, I'm soon to be an empty nester, mom, and I said, I have no life at this point, and I was actually headed, I had already applied and headed to law school, and it was time for me to be me, right? Right. And here I am, and so my neighbor said, hey, have you ever heard of the Mayo Clinic? They're very different, and they'll keep you there for several days to try it, and I said, no, I've never heard of it, and there's, So there's one about two hours from where I live, and I said, I will try anything to get results. And the key to this is to be very, very proactive and be an advocate for yourself, and that's what I chose to do. So I went to the Mayo Clinic, and the first day, they they spent an hour with me, and they said, hey, there's a couple tests they did not do on you. And so... Uh, one of them was a basic stress test because they they just for some reason it was overworked or hadn't been done yet. Well, that, you would so, think that'd be one
0: of the first tests that they would do.
1: So yes, and so every I got on that stress test and I said, oh, I worked out, I'm strong, I'm in shape. There's nothing wrong with me. And they said, yeah, no, don't worry, it's, you know we we've got you. And so within a, about seven minutes. Uh, it was, you know, they went slowly with me, and about seven minutes in, all of a sudden, I felt this wave coming over me, and I said, whatever it is, it's happening now. And right at that moment, I could see the look. Uh, they had two techs in there with me, and they were doing an ultrasound at the same time of the stress test. Well, they yanked me off of this, this treadmill and trying not to alert me, but in reality, I was going into cardiac arrest. And they pulled me and lied me down. And he's putting the ultrasound around my chest. And right then at that moment, I'm looking at the wall and there's this huge sign and it says one in 30 women die of all cancers combined. But one in three die of heart disease. It's a woman's number one killer. All right. And we're going to
0: hold right there, Elizabeth, and go into our first commercial break because what you're going to talk about next, I want everybody to be able to listen to completely without a commercial break. And we'll be right back with more from Elizabeth Scoville talking about heart disease and how she built a business that is making a difference in the fight against heart disease. We'll be right back. Elizabeth, before the break, you were sharing your story and what happened when you went up to Mayo Clinic after a, almost a year of doctors not listening to you. You knew there was something wrong with you, and and I've seen this in my own life and in my mom's and even with my dad's, that if you're not your own medical advocate, then you, especially as a woman, they can discount you if you don't have the right doctors. So they did the stress test, and you were having basically a, a heart attack right then and there what happened
1: it was cardiac arrest and that was my first time knowing the difference between cardiac arrest and heart attack heart attack just as a side note is for plumbing issues with blockages where cardiac arrest is if there's electrical problems so they pulled me i saw this sign that said that one in 30 women die of all cancers combined but one in three is heart disease it's a number one killer and i i laid, laid there thinking Am I going to be this next statistic? Well, the doctor came in and she said, Elizabeth, she said, we figured out what's wrong. She said, you have a very rare fatal electrical heart condition that you were born with. And she said, you are lucky to live past 20. She said, normally we don't find this unless you're passed away. And you are personally one in two I've ever seen live past the age of 20 with this. She says, you are a miracle to be here, and when I went back to visit her a few months later, she says, I actually have your test strip on my computer because you should not be here.
0: And what, what are they able to do for you with that? Because you've had to live with this ever since then, knowing that for some reason you're still on the planet
1: yes yes well it's it's definitely god's purpose and god's plan for me to be here because uh with proper medication and proper lifestyle i can live a somewhat normal life and uh, i had a lot of questions from my cardiologist and i an electrophysiologist too i have an excellent team at the mayo clinic that keeps me going who i visit quite often and I had a lot of questions of like, you know, why was I treated like this? First of all, and you know, tell me more about my condition. And so she told me to go back and research it. It's kind of like those athletes that you hear about on the playing field. That their heart rate hits a certain rate, they drop down down and die. And so I started reading more about it and researching it. And and when I was, I became very frustrated and very angry with some of the things I was finding because, did you know that? every 80 seconds, a woman is dying from heart disease. It's And then I found things like 64% of women who die suddenly have no symptoms. Or we as women have a 43% higher risk to die the first year after having a heart attack than men. And so I was starting to find this unequal treatment of men versus women when it came to heart disease.
0: Well, well to so, medical of all kinds, actually.
1: Right. And it was like, why is this? And, and it's like our moms, our grandmothers, our sisters, our aunts, we're all dying in epidemic rates. And, and I went back to the cardiologist and I said, you know, we all think it's breast cancer. And she said, yeah, thank goodness for Susan Coleman doing such a great movement. But she said, that's not our number one killer. It's heart disease. And I said, then there needs to be a movement. And I said, and that's going to be me.
0: You know, it's interesting, Elizabeth, because heart disease is often the silent killer. A lot of times you don't have, the for women especially, you don't have the major symptoms. You can get backaches versus, you know, the vice around your arm or your chest. You can get jaw pain. There's a lot of other symptoms. But so often it's really because we're not paid attention to and we don't pay attention we just think it's stress we listen to all these stories Uh, i'll never forget a number of years ago i had been dealing with this crazy health thing and i went to doctor after doctor after doctor and i got to the chief of infectious disease of norwalk hospital at the time and he looked at all of this testing i had done He examined me himself. He didn't even want to run blood work of his own, and he goes, you're sick because you're depressed because you're not with a man.
1: That's really sad.
0: Really, really sad. And my friends don't know how come I didn't deck him. I think it was because I was so sick, I just couldn't. And I left and got to this other doctor, Amiram Katz, neurologist originally from Israel who is in Connecticut, and he looked through all my blood work and he said, It's not in your head. He said, well, it is. He said, you've been bitten by a tick and you have Babesia and Lyme and your blood work was misread by every doctor. And he said, your numbers are off the chart. And I believe it's gotten into your brain and is causing problems. And he said, and we will fix this. And if it wasn't for that one doctor... And and actually, my regular doctor knew there was something wrong. He just couldn't figure out what it was, and he finally got me to this guy. But if it wasn't for my persistence, I wouldn't be able to talk to you today, because it had literally gotten into my brain and dropped my IQ by 30 points, and I've built it back up, and they didn't notice it because my IQ was like 160, so I dropped to 130, and but to me, it was crippling
1: right exactly
0: like what you know it? i can't compare it to a heart issue but it's something as women and men that listen to my show you, you need to really pay attention so what can people do to talk to their doctors to get them to listen to them elizabeth
1: well understanding that their statistics and realizing that it is an epidemic that their odds are against them and and realizing that, like, only 8% of family doctors recognize that heart disease is a woman's number one killer. And even 17% of cardiologists. This is all on the American Heart Association website. The, and, and knowing also, I was really shocked to see that on heart studies, only 19% of women are represented And one cardiologist, I am not a doctor by any means, but one cardiologist explained to me what they're finding is that men do not feel the blockages or any of the chest pains until it becomes really into their bigger arteries. And they're finding that women feel it much, much sooner into their smaller areas. And so, but they said they don't have the equipment to necessarily get in there to see it in the smaller areas, so then the doctors assume that, oh, it's in their head. And so, the other thing i like to point out is that you said it's in your family. And because family doctors are not necessarily attuned to recognizing these things, that if it's in your family, your father or your mother, doesn't matter if anyone has it, then you are at high, high risk, and you should be get being proactive and asking your family doctor at a, a physical and saying, I want some sort of heart check, ask him, what can we do? And being persistent because he might say, Oh, don't worry about it. And, and being more, you know, a little bit more forceful and taking care of yourself and knowing, Hey, these are my odds and I know this now, and this is in my family. And one of the research that I found was that this is all, eighty percent preventable for women if women only know their signs and the signs for men are very typical what you see in the movie it's the left arm the left chest and you see them buckle over like movie you know it's it's very typical for men but for women if the pressure can be in the center of your chest and you can have shortness of breath you can have cold sweats you can be nauseous flu-like you can be dizzy even and pain in both arms, your jaw, your neck. But did you know that only two thirds of women never have any symptoms whatsoever?
0: And, and that's, that's why just. You That's just amazing to me. And we're going to go into the national news. And I don't want anybody to have a heart attack during the national news, please, both literally and figuratively. Um, Take the opportunity during this break to make an appointment with your doctor and get checked. And and we're going to be back with more from Elizabeth Scoville talking about a wonderful foundation that she created to help people get over heart disease. You're doing amazingly. Oh, good. Thank
1: you. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you're doing
0: great. You're you're doing totally great. So we're going to come back from the national news and commercials, and then we'll start going into what you're doing to make a difference in the world. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll I'm
1: going to touch upon that 80% and how I, this is how I reach women, if I could get this into their hands. So that brings in the for-profit, the handbag, and then I've just recently added the non-profit and,
0: Okay. So. All right. So you said the 80% who have no symptoms?
1: Uh, two-thirds of women never have any symptoms at all. And I just had a lady come to me recently that found me and her neighbor, a 34-year-old neighbor, passed away. No symptoms. And, uh, you know, it is, that's what's startling. That's what you really have to be proactive and know and get it. Like my sons are in, all in their 20s, except my oldest one's 31. They've already had two stress tests in their life because they would go up for yearly physicals at Mayo, and that's what's required. Right. And so you just, and my blood pressure, you know, I want to point out, too, with everybody that my blood pressure was 100 over 60, no cholesterol problems. And still, my dad had heart problems, so I, it didn't discriminate against me. I was, mm-hmm. even, even though everything looks good, you still should get some sort of heart check.
0: I wrote myself a note. I've been thinking about calling my mom's heart doctor to go get myself a stress test and some other stuff. And I think I wrote myself a note. Call him. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. call and get that yeah. appointment it, set. It's you all know, I'm 55. You. So.
1: You, you should have one every year.
0: Yeah. You if know, you I've had EKGs and I've had some echocardiograms welcome back everyone we're here talking with Elizabeth Scoville but before we get back to Elizabeth I want to give a shout out to rich Nail and Tim Kelly the executive and general managers at infinity of Melbourne they're an amazing group of guys I was up there chatting with them the other day and I tell you the best customer service I've ever seen in the world up there and through October 31st you can get six thousand dollars off a brand new 2019 qx50 you know the one that Steph Curry advertises this is not I'm not Getting paid for this, they're not a sponsor or anything. I just really love those guys and their customer service and what they have to offer up at Infinity of Melbourne. So, um, just for Indian River County residents, actually, through October 31st, $6,000 off a brand new 2019 QX 50. Tell Rich or Tim that Laura sent you. So, that's just a little aside because you know, I when I really find people that I love, I love to talk about them. Uh, Elizabeth, you know, you're one of the people I love with your story, and before the news break. You were sharing your story about what you went through with your heart, and if you're listening to me live on iHeartRadio, please get to the podcast if you miss the first half hour of the show. So, Elizabeth, before the break, you said that two thirds of women have no symptoms, and you're trying to do something about that. So, what what's next? What can people do?
1: Well, when my doctor diagnosed me with a very rare, fatal heart con- electrical heart condition. You know, I went back and did the research on it, and you know, I found these statistics that were really, it, it, our odds were so uh, deathly bad for women that, you know, every 80 seconds a woman's dying, and I thought there has to be something done. There has to be a movement. There has to be awareness, and we saw it with Susan Coleman. Who did an excellent job with breast cancer, and uh, and so one little sentence I read changed the way I was thinking because it said, heart disease with women is 80% preventable if women just knew their signs. And so I thought, wow, how, how can I get the signs of a heart attack, which are so different that so very few people know and realize, and, and even realizing that women, you know, are at risk because there's, sometimes there's no symptoms at all. And so I wanted a way. I, when I was down that eleven months, I was—I'm such a driven a personality—and I thought, "How I can't sit still; it's going crazy." So I was making these handbags at home and for holiday gifts, and and so I was just really thinking and praying: to How can I reach women? How can I make a change? Because I felt like no woman should have to ever go through what I just went through. And so I. The, the light bulb just went on. I said, handbags, this is how I can reach women. And so if I can get the signs of a heart attack, put out some statistics, tell them what's going on, then they're, if it was in their handbags, I can reach women. So I researched the average woman owns 11 handbags, and I said, that's how I'm going to start.
0: I probably My, own more. You
1: know, <laughs> yes, I've had one woman tell me 35, but here I started and my, my son was a marketing major just graduating college. He said, Mom, he said, why don't you make them and put them on Facebook? And I wasn't even familiar with Facebook at the time. And so I, I made a, a bag a day out of my laundry room and I had a, a dog, my Labrador, my old one beside me. I'd throw the bag over her head and I'd take a picture and I'd say, hey, you know, and I would tell my mission. So here, and I was selling these and it took off exponentially because I saw the need and the, the the cries from women that just started reaching out saying, thank you, yes, I lost my mom or I lost my sister, and oh, I've had this and that. And, and it, so it grew from my laundry room to four rooms of my house. I was starting to keep this inventory and selling and shipping it out. And so my my youngest one left for college, and so my husband said, hey, we need to move you out of a, a home-based business, and, and this is becoming very real, so now I'm located In Orlando Florida above his warehouse and and within a year we I had an office and within a year we actually expanded into adding on a factory side and where I have seamstresses that work for me and now and digital marketing women that are on board with me as well and now we are I we have tumblers that are are coming out too, that uh, signature tumblers that on the back of them have the warning signs of a female heart attack so that you always have these signs in front of you always have your hand in your hand and uh, chocolates I have a service dog with chocolate labrador retriever Lily is her name and so she we decided we found out that heart disease survivors we don't like giving up chocolate as women so I researched and according to Harvard Medical that if it's 72 percent or higher dark chocolate is it can be healthy for your heart In moderation, of course, so she's being a chocolate lab. She's bringing a chocolate line out. It's cute, adorable. (laughs) We just launched it on National Chocolate Day this Sunday, and it's on the website as well. And, you know, every purchase that you make through my company, a couple of things happen. And one of it is that you get all the messaging in there and you get the warning signs. So it becomes this incredible gift that's packaged with this. But then also, what I wanted to do was to I was finding that some of other organizations and nonprofits, a lot of money went into research, which is excellent for women or heart disease. But I wanted to do something different. I wanted the money proceeds to go into survivors' hands. So we started about a year and a half ago that we have a percent of our proceeds that actually we give back to Florida Hospital and the Mayo Clinic that goes towards blood pressure cuff or blood pressure medicine. And it goes... Directly into their hands, and to date, we've paid for almost 200 women's heart medicine for a year and just this year and a half. And uh, now we're doing the blood pressure cuffs, and we're looking into maybe seeing if we can supply those, you know, those um, watches that can help monitor your blood pressure and all that, that we can start donating that. And so that led me into this. We finally got our, our 501c3. Uh, heart foundation. So we just launched that. We just about two months ago. The Elizabeth Scoble Heart Foundation now is is being put together and that's gonna be ready for for sure by twenty nineteen, going strong with, with its own process and, and so we're really excited of where we're heading and how we're impacting because these cards that they get, you know, show the signs of a stroke as well as the women's heart attack. And I get calls and I love getting these calls from women that say, "Hey, you just saved my life. I had one of your bags I had that card. I'm in the hospital and they found an aneurysm or they found a ninety eight percent blockage in my widow maker just because I had your card and or they saw me at a speaking engagement and they they got a card and bag and and same thing they went back they told a friend and It's just, I think, as women, we need to advocate for each other and the loved ones in our lives, and even men. Men need to know that, as I I found that as husband and wife, that if a a woman sees something wrong with her husband or chest pains, and she'll immediately say to her husband, hey, we're going to the hospital, and usually the husband most of the time will say, okay, fine. And he gets in and goes. But for women, we are caretakers, and we want to take care of everybody else, and we're the last person to take care of ourselves. And so it's like notoriously, it's it's written in statistics that we take a minute and a half longer to even think about calling nine one one ourselves because we're so busy. Oh, I've got to take care of the kids, or I got to do their homework, or I got to, you know, pack my husband's lunchbox or something before. It's, you know, and in the meantime, we could be having a heart attack, but we're going to take care of everybody else. And I, I observed that over and over again in my speaking engagement. So I tell men, too, that, hey, when you go and tell your wife we're going to the hospital, she usually tell you, no, I'm fine, I'm okay. I said, know these signs as well and say, no, honey, we're going now. And take them. So everybody needs to be aware of it because you you're
0: giving yourself and your loved one an 80% chance of life just by knowing all this. It amazes me how we as women don't put our own oxygen masks on first. And, you know, I've written about it in my book. I talk about it on stage. And yet, lately, I've put myself last after my mom died. I just wasn't paying attention and, and learning to take care of myself instead of others, is a habit that I'm trying to learn and why do you think it is that we do that and what's the one thing as we get ready to go into our last commercial break what's the one thing every woman should do that's listening to this during the commercial break or on the podcast
1: go get a physical and ask for a heart check included into that physical
0: Okay, and is the heart check a specific thing, or is it just they're listening to your heart? Should they make sure that heart check includes an EKG, blood work, what?
1: I w- I'm not a doctor, so definitely talk to a cardiologist or a doctor more about it and go by his recommendations, but I highly recommend a stress test. My sons are in their 20s, and because of me having this for seven years, they've already had two or three stress tests during their physical, and that was by the guidelines of the Mayo Clinic.
0: All right, so. And
1: so if, if you haven't had a stress test by the age of 30, I highly recommend that you do get one as a woman, and it becomes your baseline. And that way you know if it changes. And, 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 and get an EKG. Sometimes that EKG doesn't always show anything. But remember, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a cardiologist, so please refer to them. Right, for but all you, of that.
0: you've been living it, Elizabeth, and I'm so grateful that you've been sharing this. We're going to come back right after the commercial break with more from Elizabeth Scoville. You know, the show just goes so, so fast, Elizabeth, and you've shared so much amazing, amazing information, and I have a note for me to call my heart doctor. I'm 55, and I've never had a stress test. I've had echocardiograms and EKGs and... um, I've had all sorts of other tests, including checking for clots in the legs and, and all sorts of stuff, but never a stress test. And I've been thinking about it, and I haven't done it, and I will be calling Mom's Heart Doctor because he knows me really well, and he knows their history. And I'm going to be calling Dr. Moore here in town to get an appointment with him to get that done. So you've, you've already done something for me. and. I I believe for anybody else that's listening on this show, whether it's a man or a woman, you know, Halloween is coming up, and it's a time where people eat a lot of candy, they love to get scared, but to me what is so much more scary, Elizabeth, is what you said. One in three women will die from a heart-related event versus one in 30 with cancer. We, we really need to be paying attention to this. And I, I know they have the red dress thing and the go red for women, but most people don't know about that. Now you've started the Elizabeth Scoville Heart Foundation. You've creating wonderful products to advocate that. Tell us more about what it's like for you to run this business and, and where people can find out about it.
1: Well, it's it's truly amazing. I also want to add, if you know, if you learned anything today, another way you can make a difference is just telling a friend anything you learned today, or tell a friend, you know, hey, did you know heart disease is our number one killer? Just getting that out and being proactive. And running this business has been absolutely transforming in my life. And a lot of people say, tell me, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, and I'm not. A lot of what I went through is through my faith. My faith got me through this, and of course, an amazing husband and sons that were supportive. And it it changed my life for a truly gratifying life because of the amazing women that I've met along the way. And knowing it's, it's not about the money, it's about saving a person's life. And that's what gets me up every morning. And I live with a fatal heart condition that I could die at any given second. And I'd prefer to live my life knowing that I wake up and I'm making a difference rather than having a pity party for myself that, oh, woe well, with me, this is what I'm living with. And uh, I just know that it's, it's God's timing of, of when it will happen for me. And, and I know that I'm on a journey, and I'm on a journey to help women, and, and I listen and I care, and, and women that are around me know that. And, and I get cards and I get calls, and I love getting that because it's not just oh here's a handbag for you It's uh, handbags have such a special meaning because they come with heart and and I truly feel that when I'm around women and knowing and they're, they're tearful and they say you just helped my mom or, or you just saved my life like what you're saying you're going to go and get this heart check and women that mean me are transformed as well and, that, and that's so inspiring you all keep me inspired because of, of what you're doing as you become proactive and saving your own life.
0: And there's nothing more important than life and living your life to the fullest. And that's something that really inspires me about who you are as a person, Elizabeth, and and my mom, too. You know, she lived with amazing struggle with her health. And the one thing everybody who's ever met her has always said is she just tried to lift everybody else up. She always had this positive attitude. She smiled a lot, she made people laugh, then she always goes, it is what it is. I can choose to make the best of it or not. And that's what you're doing. Now where can people look at the products that you have knowing that a a large portion of what you get for those products that you've created, all made in the USA, um, Goes to helping people get the medicines that they need and the help that they need'
1: um, elizabeth scoville dot com is my website, and our factory we manufacture everything right here in Orlando, Florida, so it also helps local uh, women here in town my my local seamstresses and so we we provide jobs and everything is handmade from here and in Except for the tumblers are also made in the U.S., but they're not made by us. But we customize those, and the chocolates are made in the U.S. as well. And so then the Heart Foundation is Foundation dot com, and my my phone number there, and you can just my email is on that website. If you, I'm also an international speaker. I travel worldwide, and I talk to uh, church groups. I talk to corporate. You know, men and women, I, I talk for top uh, insurance companies, just helping to promote that not only their health for themselves, but also showing people how they can overcome incredible circumstances because I was at one point, eight seconds, my electrophysiologist said if I my, my arrhythmias had gone eight more seconds, I would have not have been here because it was about a year after my diagnosis, my heart actually got a little worse. And so I know know the steps of what it takes to control your mind and to walk through the journey of of the valley and get through to the top and and to be a woman with power and and compassion and and purposeful and live that life. So, you know, I can come and speak at any any event and, and hopefully help anybody to overcome things and to grab a hold of their health and cause a lot of times we go through life with our careers and you know we plan our careers out we, we plan what we're going to be doing year to year and set these goals but if we don't set our health goals and our heart goals first we can't have the rest and so I kind of like put that in perspective for a lot of companies and people that I speak to that this comes first is our life, and we have to be around for the, the people that love us first. So you can reach out to me at my website, which is ElizabethScoville.com. You can email me. You can call me at that number. And uh, any social media platform can be found from those links as well. So,
0: For a, a lot of my listeners, not only those with health issues, but those with struggles, the mind game is something they struggle with so much. Is there one thing that you do every day that helps you keep your mind in a positive motion?
1: Absolutely. My faith is is what is totally surrendered to my Lord and to just know that He is in control of this. As long as I try to keep controlling my my health and controlling what I'm doing then then it's tough. But I know that I have something much stronger within me That and that's my, my faith. And that's what's gotten me through a lot of this.
0: So believing in something bigger than you and letting go control and just being in the present, it sounds like. With Absolutely prayer and
1: appreciating appreciating every moment. My birthday is November seventh, it's coming up and I will be 54 and a lot of my friends just just dread getting older and they don't even like telling people. I have a different perspective. I look at every second, every hour, every moment, every day as a gift and it's a gift from God to me that I can make another birthday and I just pray that I can make it to 100. You know, so to me it's I look at it I look at life and circumstances start appreciating life and and just treasure every moment because we take it for granted
0: yeah we tend to take take our lives for granted that it'll just be there tomorrow and we'll have the health and we'll have the money and we'll have everything that we need and we can you've shown us so much so on this show today and from everything i've known of you elizabeth you're not doing that you're treasuring Every moment, living each moment to the fullest, even with your beautiful service dog. And I'll put a picture of that up with the podcast. Chocolate is is her name, right?
1: Lily,
0: Lily. Lily is your name, but he's, she's a chocolate lab. Correct. Yeah. And we can choose to live our life worrying about everything that might happen or just be in the moment like Elizabeth has shared with us to make a difference for others and ourselves around us. Elizabeth, I just really want to thank you so much for being here with us today and, and sharing how it's different for women, a lot of times the signs. And I know on your website, Scoville.com and the Elizabeth Scoble Heart um, people can see what those signs are if they didn't get in on the show today but know that it can be different, including symptoms of the flu. Correct
1: absolutely
0: right, absolutely so, so thank you so much for being here with me on the show today and I want to thank you thank you thank you from my heart for all that you do in the world today
1: well, Laura thank you so much for this opportunity I really appreciate being able to have a, an opportunity to get this message out there and hopefully save more lives and and, and thank you just for everything you're doing
0: Well, thank you so much. And and remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. And make sure you're asking the right questions of your doctors. If you're not uncertain, reach out to Elizabeth, reach out to me. Let's see how we can help you. Have a great day, everyone. And remember, hug someone you love. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.